Welcome to Hoops and Cards. This is Gary. I'm your host at Hoops and Cards, a podcast for you, collectors and investors in basketball cards. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I just appreciate that you would give your time to us for a little bit to check out what this whole thing is about. Because for some of you, hey, you are regulars and you're well aware of collecting, investing in basketball cards, or you're familiar with your, the hobby, or you're coming back to it from when you were a kid. Maybe you were buying and selling cards, but now, uh, there's so many people that are brand new to this thing. Maybe you're finding out about it right now from some friends. Or now that it's the NBA season, you want to learn a bit about hobbies like this, like fantasy basketball or betting on basketball or here with buying and selling cards. You feel like you've got a connection with the game. I think that's awesome. Maybe you've tuned in because of BasketballForever.com. We are now a part of a tremendous new basketball podcasting network. And I'm just excited. We're honored to... Uh, reach out to a new audience and connect really these opportunities that are awesome in the basketball card market. Guys, I don't know about you, but I have loved watching this beginning, these first few days of the NBA season. So much has happened. And I, I didn't watch all the games, but I did watch as much as I could of the, the nationally, the U.S. broadcast games. And uh, even just opening night, it was a bit surreal to see Golden State get their rings again. And then just run the Lakers out of the gym. It was fun to see the Celtics and the Sixers go back and forth at it with totally different styles of basketball. But watching guys like Joel Embiid on the court again, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Holy cow, those guys had 35 points, each of them that night. I mean, there's just been some tremendous performances already. I don't know if you saw yesterday's games or follow on any of that stuff. But Donovan Mitchell fitting in nicely in Cleveland already. 31 points, 9 assists. Paolo Banchero, the rookie in Orlando. Man, does that guy look like a solid number one pick? 27 points, nine rebounds, two blocks, five dimes. Hello, Paolo. That guy's for real. You can't really find any of his cards now because they haven't been produced. But in the coming months, we'll talk about those. And there'll be some great chances for you to buy in. If you are an Orlando fan, it looks like you have got a great building block for your future. Speaking of guys who have a great future, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton picked up where he left off for the Pacers, 26 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Kevin Porter Jr., we talked a bit about him getting that contract extension. Man, the Rockets have so much young talent. KPJ with 21 points, seven assists, seven boards, two steals, three of five from downtown. The Hawks, man, Atlanta having so many guys that can score now. Uh, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young. And uh, what's his cheese? DeJounte DeJounte Murray, all those guys scoring 20 or more points. Pretty cool to see what the Hawks are doing. DeMar DeRozan with 37 points for the Bulls, knocking off the heat. It's not my job to run down the scores for you, but it is is my job to say, hey, sometimes the way a player starts or the way a player scores, or if you hear this name consistently throughout the course of the season as high scorers, those will be the guys that people will want to invest in or that fans will want to buy. Of course, I'd rather have a card of Ja Morant than just about anybody right now, 34 points and winning an overtime game against the Knicks. That was one of the most exciting games I've seen in six months because it's one of the only games I've seen. Ja Morant is awesome, you guys. 34 points, nine assists, four rebounds, uh, totally in charge. He made one incredible play. Driving the lane to make a clutch shot 
and uh, Jalen Brunson stepped in and took the charge. I, I love seeing two, two solid, young, growing players, both of them making big plays there. Speaking of young players, one that we've talked about as far as the basketball card hobby used to be so crazy about before his injury time, Zion Williamson. The return of the Mac that was one of our most recent episodes talking about people like Zion and Kawhi and Jamal Murray, all these guys coming back from injury, John Wall, Michael Porter Jr. Well, uh, Mr. Zion Williamson, (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm not going to buy a bunch of cards because he had one terrific game, but the fact that the dude could score 25 points and nine rebounds and in the process, the Pelicans just ran. Gosh, who did they even play? They ran the Brooklyn Nets. I, sometimes I forget that Brooklyn's a team. I think they're just a soap opera or a, or like a a freak show sometimes with all the all the issues they've got. But hey, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Zion Williamson. The Pelicans look very good. I know it's just one game, but you can take this away from it. Zion's healthy. Zion is ready to ball out. And it was good to see him start doing that. I have not personally bought any Zion cards. I've I've talked about the risk there with an injury-prone player, but the more games he has like this, the more I'm going to warm up. In fact, today's episode, we're going to talk about what do we do with this beginning of the NBA season? Because there's a part of me, you guys, I'm so pumped that that basketball's back. Uh, I'm excited to see these great plays. I'm excited to look at the the highlights and the stat lines and see players that that I've wondered about you know, to see them actually get on the court and perform. Guys like, I talked a few weeks ago about Santi Aldama. Have you heard of this guy? Santi Aldama. Like, most of us had not heard of Santi Aldama until last night. He made his first career NBA start, as far as I know, filling in that hole for Memphis with the power forward where Jaron Jackson would normally be, but Jaron's out. So Santi Aldama had 18 points, 10 rebounds, Sorry, 11 rebounds, an assist, a block, and a steal. And there's a guy whose rookie basketball cards, like, are super cheap. You can get some nice ones with his autograph on them, super cheap. Why does that matter? Well, I mean, I guess if he has this period of a month or two months where he plays for a while, if he if he shows that he can score and shoot threes, and he's 6'10", you know, if he shows that he can be a contributor, even a starter ongoing on a playoff team like Memphis, and you're the guy who bought his cards during his first month, that's the, that's not a bad investment, you guys. To see guys like Max Struess come up with 22 points in uh, in Miami's game the other night, or Jaden McDaniels. Like, Jaden McDaniels from Minnesota had 19, outscoring Anthony Edwards. Some Some big name guys didn't do so well. You know, what do you do with that? Is it time for me to sell my Darius Garland cards, my big stash of Darius because he got injured and Gary Trent Jr. poked him in the eye and he might have to sit out a few games? I don't know. Is it time to sell my Anthony Edwards collection because dude laid an egg last night, did not play very well, didn't make a lot of his shots? Is it time to give up on Kyrie? And and we're going to talk about what do we do with the beginning of this NBA season, not just these last few games, sure. But the next few weeks, I mean, I would even categorize this this period of the first six to eight weeks. So from now till like middle of December, guys, maybe you don't want to hear this because you're excited about some of the buying opportunities. But from now till about Christmas, now till about middle of December, NBA teams are just starting to figure out 
who they are, what they have, what can their players do, and who plays well together. And so some teams, man, man, they might look smooth right out the gate, and you're excited to see how well the Celtics fit. And to see Grant Williams come off the bench, he didn't miss a shot. Like, he was fantastic from long-range shooting. Uh, Looks like a six-man-of-the-year candidate. But then the other team they were playing, I mean, the Sixers have just as much talent and card investing opportunities. We could talk about the James Harden rookie card, just the the raw tops card. And some of those guys, if you look at those cards from 2008 or 2009, and you see the Steph Curry rookie, especially 09, the James Harden rookie, it's just basically that card just is basically an up close picture of that guy's head or a portrait like his his uh, senior picture. The, the photographer zoomed in and said, all right, smile, Steph. Smile, James, and they took this awkward picture and put it on a card, and that's the only rookie card that's, like, legitimately his first mainline card. Um, but there's some good deals right now. You know, one of the one of the big storylines, I think, right now is we walked into the season saying, you know, if you're looking at superstars and Philadelphia thinks they've got a team together with big three or big two at least, which James Harden are they going to get? Well... I think James came out on a mission this week to answer that question loud and clear. James Harden had 36 on Tuesday night, 35 tonight. He is almost a triple-double both nights. <laughs> like uh, it's It's been interesting to see how they watch the offense run through James Harden, especially in key moments in the game. And so you know, I don't want to say he's completely back to MVP candidate form, but it's starting that way. And that could be a time right now to get in on James Harden. I listed like the five, five big stories would be Zion's return, Paolo's launch as a rookie, like looking awesome, superstars doing their thing, Ja Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Luca, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, man, great player on a not-so-great team, James Harden being on fire, and then these super teams, right? These guys that collaborate and say, let's all get together and you know, Los Angeles, who play for the Lakers. We got you, me, AD, we got Russ. Like, the Lakers look terrible. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a Pat Bev fan. I like those, I like Russ, Russ I almost said, I like Russell Westbrook. I like Russell Westbrook. Like, I like what they put together. I actually want to buy their cards. I want to buy LeBron's because I'm a fan. But as a collector, there's certain cards of his that are, are a pretty good investment. And knowing that he could break, probably break, the, the all-time scoring record this season gives me, in a sense, there there is at least one milestone for LeBron that, that I could see his card values going up, right, in advance of that. It's a historic, like, one of the, one of the most important records in all of sports. All-time leading scorer, right? But if it's all for a team that's not going to contend, man, the Lakers look like they they look old, slow, and can't shoot. They'll do great at times. Like, at times, Russell Westbrook is unguardable. Other times, he's chucking up shots that, that nobody has any business taking. That, in fact, I have the uh, Lakers Clippers on in the background as I'm talking with you. And uh, one of the announcers just said a few minutes ago, he said, he said, do you listen to the Lakers crowd? Like, whenever Russell, like, gears up to shoot from three-point range, the crowd does this. <sighs> they gasp. They're like, oh, crap, Russ, don't. Please don't. It was like the end of the, the Milwaukee Bucks game a few minutes ago. Brooke Lopez bricked like three three-pointers in the last three minutes. And it's like, what are you doing? Well, some of this part of the season, these guys are like, they're told, just shoot, just shoot, just play, just run, just, just do your thing. 
and they're, they want to see basically who's going to shoot themselves into shape. Who's, who's going to hit their stride? Who's going to get some rhythm? Sometimes you don't have a great shooting night right out the gate, right? Trey Young, right? Kyrie, like there were a lot of players that didn't start out so well. They can't all be Max Struess. They can't all be Tyrese Halliburton. Cade Cunningham didn't do, didn't start so well, although he did have 18 points and 10 assists and Detroit looked pretty good. Like there's other parts to the game than scoring, right? But these super teams like the Brooklyn Nets got blown out by the Pelicans. The Lakers got blown out by Golden State, and now I anticipate the Clippers, which, by the way, it's nice to see, man, John Wall comes in, and he's just like, basket, 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 basket. He looks great. Kawhi Leonard came in a few minutes later, like, off the bench. He looks like Kawhi Leonard. Fadeaway jumper, good. Like, he scored a few times. That is one of the, the stories, guys. At least right now, a lot of people are healthy, and at the same time, man, we had some rough news early on, at least as a Cavalier fan, a Darius Garland collector. Uh, yeah, I don't like seeing him get injured, but I'm not rushing to make any changes or to sell anything. I'm not also not rushing to buy and say, man, oh, shoot, I got to sell all my Darius Garlands so I can like leverage that money and buy more Terry Rozier's and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. No, nope. it's one game. It's one week. And so after this break, I'm going to go into, I'm going to give you seven things. Seven tips, seven reminders, seven perspectives, seven just ideas to like chew on a little bit as a collector or investor. And this can help you if you're a beginner, because as exciting as the early season is, I want to tell you there's no rush. As pumped up as my voice is and as fast as I want to talk at times and I'm excited to tell you about card investing opportunities, one of the best things you can do right now is just just soak it all in. Just enjoy the game. And, uh, and the NBA for what it is. Prepare yourself for like legit buying and selling opportunities that are ahead. But it's not a race. And, and in fact, there's so much to be gained by observing, learning, and uh, setting your priorities. So after this break, we'll go through seven reminders or seven tips for you. No matter where you're at in the beginner or expert, <laughs> cheap budget or high, you know, high dollar spender, high roller dog. Do you like apples? All right, so we're back from the break, and uh, Anthony Davis just went out of the game with an injury. I I can only hope some of these are just uh, temporary, minor scrapes for some of these guys that like I mentioned, Darius Garland earlier. You don't want to see guys get hurt in the first few days of a season. Uh, but but it, it just didn't look good. It was hard for him to walk back up the court. Anyway, today we're going to get to seven tips, seven ideas for you to think about as a card collector or investor right now during the first week's first month of the season. Tip number one. And uh, this one is easy, should be obvious. I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast at all if you weren't interested in the NBA, if you didn't enjoy basketball. So this one's going to be easy for you. Just just enjoy the games. Like if you enjoy watching, watch. If you enjoy fantasy hoops and you did your draft and you want to see how, you know, your sleeper in the 12th round, mine was Bobby Portis, like you want to see how your guys are doing and and stay in touch with your line. Maybe you want to do daily sports betting like FanDuel. Oh, that's it. like just do what you do. Enjoy it. 
don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to be like, I got to make a decision now. I got to, I got to spend money or I got to sell a card. In fact, right now might be a bad time to do either of those things based on what something happens in the first week. So enjoy the games. That's, that's number one. Enjoy the NBA, having that back. I love seeing what games are on national TV. You know, tonight I didn't watch the full game of any of these games, but I, I, you know, we had it on in the background. I got to see some fantastic plays down the stretch by James Harden and Giannis and Wesley Matthews hit some big three. Like it, it was just fun. It was just suspenseful. I think NBA basketball is one of the best reality TV shows ever. And so to watch the guys on TNT with Chuckster and Shaq and Ernie and the Jet, like it's that's all part of the deal. So enjoy the games. Enjoy the basketball. Watch the strategy. Do you, right? If you just want to watch the highlights, or if you just want to ignore basketball for a month, and you're like, I'm just listening to this podcast to help me fall asleep, or I've just got a 12-hour drive to Johnson City, Tennessee, like, absolutely, by all means, ignore the NBA for a month. It's fine. You're not going to miss out on some must-get buys or some must-have deals. And, and even if you do, guess what? There will be more available a month from now. There will be opportunities and podcasts. And so just enjoy the game. Number one, this has got to be fun. Number two, patience as an investor. Even if you're looking at investments and doing research and saying, man, you know what? That Lillard rookie is, is down and it's been down, but it's, it's still Lillard. And look, he did all right last night. And maybe he'll be back and be an all-star this year. Hey, all that stuff, right? But the charts say, and the history of the card market says, basketball card values as a whole don't really start going back up yet. They might have the occasional jump where a player like that nobody heard of thinks Santi Aldama, right? He has a big game, or a guy that returns from injury. So there's, there's, a, there's a question about guys like Lillard and Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. There, there's there's an opportunity there, but it's not like it's the only one you'll have to buy that player this season. There is historically a downturn from that first week or so of the season that just gradually goes down in cards, and so you don't have to rush to buy right now. In fact, especially if you're talking the newer cards, where you've got a few market forces happening. Number one, You've got more releases of this year's cards coming out as I speak. So Select, Spectra, Mosaic, those are some of the, the most popular cards. I talk about those when I when in the previous episode about the year's preview and things. But just having more rookies and more cards of players and more wax to buy is going to dilute the market a little bit, basically making prices go down a little bit. The other thing that's going to make buying even cheaper in a month is that now that grading companies like PSA, uh, HGA, Beckett, you know, BGS, they are back to doing lots of card grading. And, and I did an episode, Basketball Cards 101, about grading. I would love for you to listen to it because that is a way to display your cards and make sure they're uh, kept in great condition, like to preserve them, to keep them valuable, even to increase their value if they're gem mint. You know, I just got a Desmond Bain Silver Prism rookie that I must have paid less than $50 for that card. It looks great. So I sent it into PSA, and it w- I was fortunate. I got a PSA 10. Okay, I paid $18 to grade this card. So I had about, I mean, let's say at the most, I had $68 or $70 if you want to count shipping, right? At, at $70 bucks in this card, 
And today on eBay, I got an offer of $220 for that card. And uh, I countered it $229 and sold it. The buyer got a deal because it was under some of the recent sales. I got a deal because I paid $70 bucks for the card. I sold $234. Make sense? Uh, so there are going to be some opportunities there with with players. And a lot of people now with, with grading cards, there's a lot more cards that will be coming back graded. C- Cade Cunningham's graded. Anthony Edwards is graded. Tyrese Maxey's that uh, the prices on those will gradually come down as the population counts go up, okay? But I would just say, remind yourself when you're, when you're seeing that deal or you're watching that player go off, that, that there's no rush, okay? Unless it's a numbered card, a rare card, unless you're like, look, get, like Gary, I, I got the money right now. The seller is obviously desperate to sell. But I'm saying no rush could, could inform the way you pursue a deal where you say, well, his asking price is a hundred bucks. I'm not really in that much of a rush. So I'll offer 75 and see what he does. What's the worst he can do, right? Cry, like yell at you, tell you what to do with, you know, no, he can counter offer. Like that's, that's what we do. We negotiate. And if you, if you run into a buyer or a seller who's just not willing to negotiate or have a conversation, I think they just don't get it yet. I think there, there's always got to be some respectable back and forth on a deal. And considering what a card's worth or asking like to take extra pictures of it and send them to you. Like I, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks for a, a, a guy's nice card if it's not in really good condition. So no rush, be patient, ask the right questions. Number three, after enjoy the game, no rush. Three is do some research. Do some looking at that player, learn about the different card options that are there, Right. And use the tools that are available to you. Like our podcast is one, like we're cranking out two or three episodes a week. Some weeks it was like an episode every day, but we're here to add value to you. And and I think you listen on a regular basis, you learn some stuff. But one of the things you learn is, hey, there are market tools out there that you don't have to just go on eBay and search for sold items and, and find your price comparisons that way. You can actually go to platforms like Market Movers on sportscardinvestor.com that helps you enter in any card you want and look at what it, what that card's sales and what that card's value has done over the last 7 days, 30 days, 90 days, you know, 180 days, 300 like you can chart the the growth up and down of a card's value and you can compare it against other cards. I love doing that. I've entered my whole collection into it. At least my my higher value cards, right? And I've also entered in five or six cards that I'm watching and saying, "All right, I want to time this buy well. The other thing it helps you do is compare the raw version of those cards with the PSA 9 or the PSA 10 and say, is it worth it to grade this card? Uh, you can't always do that based on what it just sold for yesterday. You might have to look at the trends and say, you know what? Uh, actually, that that is worth it. If I'm only paying $18 to grade that card, but the difference between a raw and a 9 is significant, and even having the chance at a 10 for you might be worth it. Give it a try, right? But using a tool like Market Movers, so I said sportscardinvestor.com, they actually recently set us up. At Hoops and Cards, we're now an affiliate of, of Sports Card Investor. So if you were to go on sportscardinvestor.com, go into their Market Movers platform, you can subscribe and sign up. Use the promo card Hoops and Cards. It's the word and, A-N-D. Hoops and Cards. And you can get into Market Movers at any level the first month for just a dollar. 
So that's their $9.99 a month all the way up to their premium. And uh, they've, they've got some incredible stuff. So I'm using that. I actually love the app on my phone, my iPhone. But use the, the do your research. Market Movers is one tool that we love to use, looking at past data and card comparisons. Another tool that we use, you guys have heard us talk about uh, the premium content at nooffseason.com, where Paul and the team there, they, they, they do predictions. They talk about players to watch for what their cards are going to do in the future, the next month, the next three months, and then give you card recommendations and reasons for recommending those cards and then where to find them for sale on eBay. So it's like Market Movers helps me understand the past, right, and where, where the market is at right now, uh, and a lot of data. And nooffseason.com, which you can use that same promo code Hoops and Cards and get a great deal for them, from them with their premium content, that helps me think about the future. What's this card going to do? What's this player going to do? What What is the market showing us that leads us to think that card or that player is going to go up? And he ranks like the top 100 players in just about every sport. And uh, I just, I, I love both of those tools. Do your research. So enjoy the game, NBA. No rush. Do your research. Number four, is it mint? Like I would say only buy cards that are in really good condition. You might have to ask somebody else. Take a look at that. Does that look like it's well centered? Are the are the corners sharp? Is the color bright? Like if if the pictures on the on the Facebook group you're looking at or the Discord, if they're not clear, hey, could you send me a couple pictures of that? Could you send me a picture of the back of that card? Like just know that if I'm investing in a card, if it's more than like two bucks, I kind of want to know if this card gains in value. And maybe you just spent five dollars on. You know, a Donruss rated rookie card of Anthony Edwards, because you believe in Anthony Edwards like I do, and uh, you're not you're not discouraged by his one rough night to start the season. You know, he's probably all like feeling just the the emotion and the energy like everybody else. Maybe he was being guarded by Bo Cruz. You never know. That movie Hustle is pretty awesome. Netflix shout out. But dude, like maybe you just bought a five dollar card, but still that five dollar card could easily be in a year. It could be fifteen or twenty dollars. If it's well-centered and the corners are sharp, you could send it away and get it graded. If it's a 10, it could be a 100 plus. So you want to do at least the basics of knowing the card's condition. All right, make sure you're buying cards that are in good shape. Number five, pop counts. I already said that more people are grading cards and more cards are coming out. So the population counts of the, the popular players, especially those are growing. Know that. One of the reasons I was like, yeah, I'm okay selling my Desmond Bain Silver at a little bit of a discount is because I know over the next four months, more people will be grading Desmond Bain cards and adding to that market. Now, Desmond Bain will probably play well anyway, and I, I anticipate that card's value eventually going up. But over the next year, over the next eight to 10 months, actually, a lot of Desmond Bain cards, LaMelo Ball cards, uh, certainly all those rookies that are cut, like Cade Cunningham cards, those will continue to be graded in bulk because you've got all these bulk submission offers at these large grading companies. So as the supply goes up, if demand doesn't go up, well, then, then the price will go down. It's just basic economics. As, as the supply of a card goes up, the price will go down unless the demand goes up, unless there's more buzz about Desmond Bain or Ja Morant. Some guys anticipate the buzz always being there. Zion's pop counts are high. Well, doesn't matter. The buzz for Zion was global, and it was like, this guy's going to revolutionize the game. Just saying, watch the pop counts, right? 
and you can you can look at the Popcats on any of those uh, research market movers, nooffseason.com. You can go into PSA card. Uh, you can even just look on eBay and see how often are these things selling? Are there a lot of them listed or is there only one? Like, why is that? Like, at least know how many cards are out there at the moment you're trying to buy or sell. Number six, hey, focus on players you like. You know, if somebody's telling you, man, you really are, you got a can't miss opportunity right now. If you don't invest in Jalen Green right now, dude, the the rocket about to take off and about, about to launch finna triple, you know, 3x profit overnight. Um, but if you hate the Rockets, <laughs> I don't hate the Rockets, by the way, Peter, I'm a, I'm a Rockets fan over here. But if you hate the Rockets, uh, don't let somebody talk you into buying Rockets cards. Uh, it doesn't, in, in my case, like it doesn't matter what people tell me about Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. It doesn't matter if you tell, well, okay. Anything short of you saying, Gary, I just arrived here from the future. I got, I just got out of my DeLorean and Doc Brown and I just discovered that Kevin Durant rookie cards go up by 300% in the next six months. You've got to buy Kevin Durant cards. I guess if you came back from the future and said that, then I would buy all the KD cards I can. But guess what? There's no DeLorean. There's no Doc Brown. There's no Marty McFly. There's no 1.21 gigawatts. Okay? There's not some guarantee from the future that those cards are going up. And and there's other cards that have just as much of a chance of going up of other players that I actually like. So I, I love that there's 30 teams. I love that there's 24 to 28 All-Stars every year. There's a variety of goats. You know, if you don't like Michael Jordan, or if you think LeBron is better, or if you like Michael Jordan and you hate LeBron, I mean, that it's your life. Buy Michael Jordan cards then. Buy Steph Curry cards. Buy Giannis. There are so many good options. What I'm saying is buy players you like so you can actually enjoy the cards. If you don't enjoy these things, even just investing. Some people flip houses. Some people buy stocks. Some people start businesses and sell them. But they do a lot of that, not just because, hey, there's money in it. They do it because they actually enjoy learning about that stuff and getting good at investing. One of the things is, for me, man, I wanted a hobby that was fun and profitable. It has to be both for it to be sustainable. That's why I'm still podcasting, because it's fun, right? Because I can say my opinions, and you you might be talking back to your car. You might be like, Gary, you know, screw you. I, I want you to buy Kyrie, or no, Kyrie no matter what. Like, I don't, you got to talk about investing, like, you know, you might hear one of my takes and be like, that's just ridiculous. Write me, write me a note and tell me, I, I love your feedback. I do. I love the honest feedback. I love like somebody writes me in and say like, really, dude, you talked about Santi Aldama again. Can I, can I just like take away your podcasting license? <laughs> First of all, no, you can't. But second of all, I, I love that. Like we, we, there's, there's so many options to invest in or to buy. So buy players you like and, and certainly talk, talk smack sometimes and have fun with that. But like you and I are different. You're not going to like all the players that I like. And there are sometimes when like my tastes change. Um, I have I have people that'll that'll message me or joke with me about like guys that I recommended on the podcast a year ago, and I kind of laugh because I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't really like Julius Randall anymore either. <laughs> he played well in opening night, but like um, there are guys that I used to think were a decent investment or a good player to watch, and you know sometimes things change. Maybe maybe just my my tastes or opinions change, or I've learned more about the card market, and I'm like, yeah, <sighs> just just not interested in buying that player or in diving in or like, 
Trey Young might be an amazing deal right now, but I look at the Hawks and I'm like, eh. Like, why would I buy Trey Young if I've got five other scoring guards that I just love watching and I think have just as much upside as Trey Young? You're like, how could there possibly be five guards better than Trey Young? And that's a good question, but I mean, my response to that would be, yeah, John Morant, Steph Curry, Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's not a very long list. I really hope I come up with a couple others right now. I mean, you could you could say Kobe and Michael. There's there's two guards, or you could say Halliburton and Garland and Maxi. I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to. I'm going to go. Well, actually, Luka Doncic is a guard because. Uh, all right, dude. Point forward should be like a new position. All that to say, you don't have to buy players you don't like. Uh, there's not much more to say about that. It's just part of having fun. I, if I buy players I like, uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy the whole hobby, the whole investing thing that much more. At the same time, you got to be willing to sell players you like too. Like if I've got a card that I just absolutely love that that uh, that rookie card of Evan Mobley, but someone shows up and offers me top dollar for it, bye-bye, like see ya believing that I can buy that card back. If I really miss it, I can buy it back at a different time of the year. Or imagine this, I can buy an even better card at a negotiated deal than the one I sold for top dollar by the same stinking card. So be willing to sell the players you like too, right? Uh, Number seven would be four Gs. Gary, groups, no, (laughs) Gennady. No, the four Gs are, what are they? guesses so like players that you you think hey that's a that maybe that guy could take off maybe if cam reddish has a few games like he had the other night cam reddish cards cam reddish's value could could increase and that's true jalen duran the rookie off the bench for the pistons had a fantastic debut trey murphy some of you guys have been pushing him on us right uh these guesses it's it's good to and it's fun to invest in prospecting so that's one level guesses another one is good players Right, guys that that are like getting more reps, getting more shots up, getting more notice. They have a bigger role in the offense. The good guy I'm looking at on my list right now is a guy named Keldon Johnson, who I've been talking about off and on since we started the podcast. And now he has the chance without DeJounte Murray, without Lonnie Walker, without Derek White clogging up his life. It's Keldon Johnson's team. He struggled in the first half, and then he had finished with 20 points, 11 rebounds. Two steals, four assists. Keldon Johnson is good. What good players are you watching and maybe investing in for a breakout year? De- uh, DeAndre Hunter had a great first night. Jalen Suggs, kind of surprising. 21 points and uh, five assists, four boards. So good players. So there's guesses. There's good players. There's great players that are like all-stars adding to their legacy. Thank you very much, Pascal Siakam, 23 points, 11 boards. He was awesome against the Cavaliers. And it was so funny because I'm like, man, I want the Cavs to win. But, dude, that was like, that was, did you see what he just did? Like, I was watching Pascal Siakam just dominate the second quarter of that game. And I'm like, yeah, we got, we got some great players in this league. Brandon Ingram. I already mentioned Ja Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Like, what great players, Luka Doncic, are you looking at? And then Goats. I mean, it's always good to have your eye on, or and this really is if you like that, like if you enjoy that, don't feel like I have to have a Kobe or else, or I have to have a Jordan, or I have to have a Magic or else. But those are just four categories. The GOATs, 
like all-time greats, right? The greats, all-stars and, and growing. Good players have the potential to be all-stars. Guesses? I mean, who knows how good they'll be, but they're getting some opportunities now that look really good. That's where my guy Santi Aldama comes in. He's just a guess. Even if he's a short-term flip, I'll have a story to tell, right? So the four Gs, guess, good, great, goat. And uh, that would be a good thing to keep in mind as you're looking at collecting and investing. So my seven tips, let me run down. Enjoy the game. No rush. Do your research. Check the card condition. Know a little bit about the population counts. Like how many of those cards are out there again? How many have been graded again? Buy players you love, but be willing to sell players you love too, right? It's just a card. If I can make some money on it and buy another one later, deal, done. And then the four Gs, guess, good, great, goat. Guys, that has been my rundown. I hope it wasn't too long. I just want to give you some value, some encouragement. I'm glad John Wall is right there rolling up his sleeves, getting ready for a free throw. It's good to see some of these players back on the court. It's exciting to experience the beginning of the NBA season with you. Thank you so much for listening to Hoops and Cards. Like I've said a few times, it it felt like I might have been sarcastic. I legit want to hear your feedback. I love when you guys message me uh, on Instagram. It's at Hoops and Cards, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Any any takes, any deals, any stuff that you're like, hey, man, uh, I'm noticing this player, or I'm buying into this guy, or what do you think of this guy? I love when you guys reach out or say, "Hey, hey, here's a deal I got. Um, and again, feel free to disagree if there's something you said or something you said. Yeah, I heard you say it. I know you thought I wasn't listening to you right now while you're listening to my podcast, but I can hear. No, if you, if you have like a, if you want to come at me and say, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about with, with, uh, your Trey Young hate. Like, what's your deal? Um, first of all, I don't hate him, but my point is we can talk, we can banter. We have a discord channel too. That's been great for some conversations. Would love for you to join the discord. Uh, if you're interested, message me on Instagram, like I said, at hoops and cards, or by email, Gary at hoops and dot wait, Gary at hoops and cards.com. Hoops and dots and coops and cards. No, Gary at hoops and cards.com. Uh, you know it's you know it's like too late at night when I start doing the the hoops and cards chant. But hey, love you guys. Hope you have an awesome weekend. We'll get with you for some more NBA buying and selling opportunities. Yeah, I can't wait to see. As teams get into their rhythm, who who really will stand out this season beyond one good game or beyond one struggle night? You know, Anthony Edwards, dude, will bounce back, right? DeMar DeRozan, not going to average 37 a game. I want to see how trends go. I usually like to look at, hey, what's the player done in his last 10 games? We'll talk more about that uh, in the coming weeks. But it's been real. You guys have an awesome weekend. Please reach out, tell me your stories, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks. LeBron James, LeBron James. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye then.